We need to up our game and shit. We need to do comedy butt naked. Right? <laughs> 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 his eye socket off and his uh, eyeball fell out. White women keep kidnapping us. <laughs> Y'all seen the blind side. Aren't you uh, glad we have that disclaimer? Uh, I'm glad, yes, yes, I'm, I'm, it's going to come in handy for this This week's episode is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Mention the voice party and get $200 off your first graphic rap or color change. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of The Voice Party. I am your host, Corday Snell. Next to me, I have the amazing, the... Black Dr. Joaquin. <laughs> Brown Joaquin. <laughs> Brown Jesus. Uh, Jesus Cruz, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, brother. How's it going? Oh, you got sound effects? Man? We got sound effects, Holy but yeah, shit. we stepped it up, man. We stepped it up. Across from me, I have the amazing, the very talented, uh, the guy who put this all together, uh, J.D. Arandia. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Now you just got to get the Fuck accents yeah. in the right place. Oh, the yeah. Names. Hey, I'm, I'm, working, I'm, I'm working on it. I teach AP Spanish, you know. That's a part of the thing. Uh, and then on the, we got fields on the ones and twos. Making podcasts great again. Hello. <laughs> Gotta love that hat. Yeah, and we have an amazing and distinguished guest, a guy who does needs no introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. Please give it up for Rudy Ortiz. Hey. Hola, amigos. Give him a... Burr, 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 burr. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. As the DJ Envy uh, sound horn. You don't, got, you don't got mariachi horns, bro? No, I don't have Come no mariachi not yet. horns. Not we got to work on that. that. Well, that hat says it all. So. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on it. Hey, this has changed since the last time you came, bro. It has changed. I remember, number one, I, I was, I'm not drunk. That's the first thing. <laughs> By the way, that's, not a, great, yet. Not that's yet. a great policy that you guys put into play. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm almost certain it was because of my stupid ass it that def- night. It definitely was. It definitely was. I feel, like, I feel like when I left, you guys were like, oh, man, Rudy's cool, huh? And then you guys were like, he got super fucking faded didn't he i asked about that i didn't even know when you left dog dog i didn't even know how i got home and i shit you not because on the way over here i was like this route does not look familiar at all oh damn at all bro so i was super fucked hey, up your on the way home companies listening right now dude. fuck them <laughs> fuck them they don't lower my rates you know i'm gonna make them tremble for once that sounds when i was here with a chente episode oh yeah chente just passed away so we're yeah. doing shots of tequila yeah, we did we a, a chente tribute dude episode. go back yeah. and go back and check out the uh, the episode bro we were passing around a bottle of uh yeah. tequila yeah. It was yeah, just yeah. me and you. And it got to the point where it was yeah. just me and him. And then yeah. it got to the point where I just kind of kept it right here next to me. And I was like, I'll, I'll hang and on to this, JD. And then you were sipping it like it was caffeine. Like it was fucking Gatorade, yeah. man. That shit was crazy. I remember yeah. watching the episode. I was like, oh, fuck. I was drunk as shit, man. But it was fun, though. It was fun. I it mean, was. I had a good time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you remember what you said? I remember. I said a lot of wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> I do watch that episode every now and then just to kind of catch a reference as to where my mind was at at the time. But I remember I was I was bashing corporate radio, yeah. which, is, which is where I work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I, I made some comments. I made some comments about about the homie Sean Boyles at the time. Rest in peace, Sean Boyles. Rest in peace, peace to the homie right there. There's a completely different context, though. You know, I had nothing yeah, yeah. to do with that. So, yeah. Um, and I think I just I tried to give some life advice at the end. You but, did. Yeah. You gave some. Okay, you you. I, you said something that like it started off philosophical, yeah, and then just fell. And then it got real drunk. But you yeah. do that sober. You always give advice sober. I do. I do. But yeah. it, but, no, but the, it was nice. It was about comics always. I forget. It was something like yeah. comics always. Why do we want to be funny? Why right. are we funny? Why the, do we want to do stand up? The whole concept of even being a stand up comic is just dig, dig deeper into it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. What I was getting at at the time is I was trying to get to the point where to to make the point that when you're a comic, it's like why do you want 
to be so funny? Like, what is the thing that drives us? You know, like we all talk about it as the art form. It is the art form and it's a great art form. And I, and I fuck with it and I'm very, very grateful for it. But sometimes you got to sit there and wonder like, what the fuck drives somebody to go up on stage to begin with? It's not money. It's not money. It's for damn sure not fame or notoriety. You might get a little bit of it. You might get like a, a smidgen of notoriety amongst your peers. Maybe every now and then you go to a club and they recognize you at the club and that feels kind of cool. But I really do think that a lot of the times, you know, artists are really just a glutton for punishment. And that really, you like, you want, you ever seen Passion of the Christ? Yes. Love that movie. You know when the fucking dude from the church is, like, whipping himself on yeah. the back, yeah. on his knees, you know, yeah. whipping yeah. himself? That's, a lot of times, what artistry is like, in my opinion. And yes, I am calling comics artists, you know? <laughs> there Believe we go. it or not. So, yeah, that, that's Let's the point that I was back, getting at. homie. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> scarred up. Yeah, hey, have you ever hey. seen Roots? My shit looks like Kunta Kente. And on top of that, bro, we're Chicanos, so we listen to sad-ass music, because we like that's to suffer, dog. We bro, like real that. talk. Yeah. I really do think that, I really do think that being Mexican does kind of play a role in in like the reason why I got into stand-up comedy because were you the funny cousin I was the funny cousin I was the guy that was always you know uh, making cracking jokes and shit but the thing is though that being Mexican is part of the the Mexican experience is letting everybody clown you that's that's part of it like if, if in my I, family I, I still don't believe you're Mexican bro why not fool why not because <laughs> the beard because the beard is popping you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know I know you want to see me walk in here with, with some sort of garb <laughs> I, know, I know that's what you want but yeah but but in in my household and with my family with my friends you know if they weren't making fun of you and if they weren't talking shit to yeah, you yeah yeah then it wasn't it didn't feel like love no. yeah right you know it just felt like oh that's just a passerby that's so, your estranged cousin that's my mi primo it's the difference it's the difference between being mi primo and el primo yeah when you're el primo they fuck with you when you're just mi primo it's like you know he's part of he's in the bloodline yeah there's a difference from oh como estas mijo too Ah, que ese pinche botija ya llegó. Exacto. Ya llegó el borrachito. Ya llegó. Ah, pinche pedo. Esconde la tequila, güey. Yeah, so, so yeah, definitely I think there's there's a, an element of, of gluttony for punishment. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick by that, man, because the longer I do comedy, the more I kind of realize. I was just talking about this last night because I did a show at a, at a uh, country club yeah. with Jeff Applebaum and Brian Thomas and Cody Smith, basically the whitest men in America. <laughs> and I was very happy to be there, yeah, you know, and yeah. I was having a good time. And on the side, I'm talking to the comics like comics. But then when it's time to get up on stage, I'm looking at like 110 old white folks that are there from their country club membership and shit like that. And I was saying to myself after the show, I was like, you know what? It's just there is an it, it kind of turns me on to know that these people are not fucking with me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of like that. You like know? when you see someone bomb, you laugh, but not because you feel bad. Like, you, yeah, not because you're making fun of them because you've been there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you yeah, understand yeah, the struggle yeah. and you know what that feels like. <laughs> but but it, at the same time, though, you know, even though it, I, I, I enjoy uh, the reason I enjoy it is because I do like to overcome that. And I think that is badass. That's my favorite part of actually watching comedy is watching the comics struggle and then turn that shit around on its head and actually come out on top yeah. so that's part of the reason why i go to shows because i want to see people that i know fall apart <laughs> and then yeah. fix themselves back up yeah. that shit is dope to me man that's that's inspiring to me so yeah there's definitely a, an element of like self yeah. deprecation you know for sure mm -hmm. and hella. it is it is oh. no I said hella yeah that, yeah that that part of it too is like it, it does feel better when you start off a show and there's not a lot of laughs and then you kind of right bring it back right 
like, yeah. and then because you it's know, it's hard. It's hard to do. You know, you know what it's yeah. like. It's, it's like it's like when you leave high school and then that girl that never fuck with you, <laughs> a, a couple of years later after she's had a kid or two, yeah. then she's like, damn man, Rudy, I always liked it. It's like, yeah, right, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That shit, you weren't saying that shit in eleventh grade. Exactly. Like that shit. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like, you, don't, you don't you don't you don't wish bad on her. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Just, You're just looking at her like, mm, okay. I was good all along. Right. I was good all along. I was bad on her. Always me. I was bad on her. I won't. Jesus Christ, Corday. Here's some tickets. You can come see my show. There <laughs> you go. There you go. There you go. Like yeah. I heard you doing well. I heard you I'm like, yo, yeah, bitch, yeah. you see me doing comedy now. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw you graduate and like you're funny now and everything. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, that's cool. All right. All right. What you want, bitch? Like, I had a chick do that. That's why. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> and she was like hitting me up for beer. And she's like, oh, I just beer? Did, for yeah. beer? Damn. For beer. Yeah. Damn, it was weird as hair. What like, kind of beer? Uh, Mickey's. <laughs> okay. She wanted Mickey's. Oh, like she, hitting you she, up to hang out with beer, or like can you buy me? She a minor? No, she was eighteen. She a minor. She just turned 19 and she was having a party. <laughs> she needed the court day no, to get her some sandwiches. No, it was, it was weird. We graduated together. I was like, bitch, you hit me up for beer? What the fuck is going on? And she's like, oh, can I borrow $20? I was like, I don't even, oh, damn, damn. I don't even know you like that. Like, <laughs> the, the local the local prostitutes are hitting fucking Cordae up. Yeah, they was, yo. They was. They that, was. She was hoeing out for Mickey's, yo. Hey, Cordae, you want to buy life insurance, homie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different one. That's a previous scheme. I had an Herbalife chick. Oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah, you want to yeah. hang out? Hey, we're doing this. And I know... Uh, it wasn't Herbalife. It was like a coffee thing. Uh, hey, I know you promote shows and you like music. <laughs> I know this pr- uh, show promoter. Maybe you can talk to him. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's roll. Yeah. And I get there, dude. And it was one of those like multi-level fucking multi. Uh, what's it called? Multi-level marketing type. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like yeah. Pyramid shit. schemes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like in the middle of it, like, what the fuck? You know that sucks when yeah, someone yeah. comes up to you like thinking it's something else. And yeah. So my old job. I used to install alarms, and this, yeah. this this lady said, "You did a really good job." Oh, she's like, "Here, I want to give you this," and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I went by lunch. She handed me a note, and I opened it up. Eaters Anonymous. We meet Thursday. Also, that's uh, that's super fucked up to that group to call it Eaters Anonymous because if you're an eater, bitch, yeah. you're not anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see you. You we, can't hide we, it. You can't did hide you know? It. Did you know that was a thing? No, I didn't. EA, it's in the game. Yeah. <laughs> EA Sports. EA Sports. Oh. There we go. Oh, EA Sports. sports. <laughs> EA Sports. Write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Somebody need that's a T-shirt. That's yeah. perfect. That's all right. Right. Hey. That's a new bit. That's a new bit. Uh, that's a new bit, bro, man. So I used to do. I used to sell cut. Cutco knives when I was like oh, 18 you years did? old. I was just I was, about to ask that. Yeah. I was that fucking guy. And, yeah. and the most pathetic moment that I ever had was I had a crush on this girl and I set up an appointment with her mom to sell knives. Mm. So uh. I took my I took my little goofy ass bag with the knives and shit <laughs> and I pulled up to her house. Yeah. And my whole plot the whole time was like, I'm just going to buy some time. I don't give a fuck about selling one knife. <laughs> I just want to buy some time until she comes home. Yeah. And then I'm in her house. And for some reason, I thought that that was going to be a way to woo her. <laughs> if I just in her house in a yeah. fucking button up and and a, and a clip on tie, looking Jesus. sharp with a table full of knives, <laughs> talking to the moms, already got it good in with the parents th- and stuff I like that. That was somehow good. I was gonna win her over like that. I'm so. a salesman. Wait, you you <laughs> used to do door to door? No, no. I used to do uh, cold calls. Oh and shit! And so I would try to set 
up appointments with people, but the, what they tell you, what they used to tell you back in the day was, oh, so you, start you, with your friends and family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Start oh, yeah. with the people oh, that, yeah. that you went, know are going to say yes. I went to one of those meetings. Of course, I, I, and I was just like, oh, I thought it was like for security because my cousin was like, hey, cuz I got a job for you. You want to just go to this little thing? They're going to interview you and you get a job afterwards. Me- I, meeting with hella dudes in baggy suits. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't know. So I go there. I'm like, okay, this must be for like a new security gig or something like that because my cousin was like in security. He know I do security, so I got my guard card. Cool. I walk up in there. We start talking about stuff. You know, we were, we're a dope company. I'm like, okay, so we all right. So what we what we what we based out of? Are we based out of here? Okay, I ain't never seen this building. Okay, cool. He's like, yeah. So let me tell you about sales. I'm like, well, you don't sell security. You just like go out there right. and show yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's like, no. But let me tell you about Cutco. I was like, Cutco. Oh, what the fuck? Nah. Oh, I'm damn. like, knives? Who the fuck will buy knives? Like, <laughs> I, I have Cutco knives. You got some? I got some. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I I actually have one Cutco knife and from and, back then. No, but but what happened though is my, like my, my life came full circle about seven yeah. about six or seven years ago because <laughs> I was selling Cutco knives when I was like 18 17 yeah. 18 right and then like like five or six years ago my little cousin had a homie who was selling Cutco knives uh. so the dude he was trying to run his spiel on me and I'm a grown-ass man at this time you know what I'm saying I'm like I got other interests in life and my Cutco days are behind me right but I saw this youngster and I was like I'm listening to his spiel knowing exactly what the fuck mm-hmm. he's talking about and I said you know what dog Let's set up an appointment. Let's set up an appointment. <laughs> and I said, and I said, here's such and such time, such and such date. This dude came to to meet up with me. He had he had the whole setup and everything. And I said, put the knives away, bro. I want to talk to you. I said, I'm gonna buy a knife. I'm gonna. But what I'm really doing is I don't give a fuck about the knife. I'm buying your time right now right. because I want to talk to you about your real fucking life. There we go. Because yeah. the fact that you're out here selling knives right now, let me tell you right now, bro. Let me. Fu- this is not the fucking way. Yes. All right. So I spent eighty dollars on a, Did you have a bottle of tequila at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we got footage. But, but, let me tell you. Hold up, mijo. Hold up, mijo. Hold up. <laughs> so I literally, I literally did that. I, I spent eighty dollars to buy his time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to talk to him about his life. And to be honest with you, bro, we actually had a real, like, yeah. a solid conversation. And he was telling me about what he wanted to do and shit. And I don't know. I've never seen the motherfucker since. But at the moment, though, yeah. I felt like I was really talking like, to you your know, younger self. You feel me? Yeah. Though? And that's I, that's the trip. thing about that's the thing about being a dude, man. Like sometimes when when I see a youngster. You know, I'm I'm not in direct competition with them. That that's the difference between men and women. Like a, a, a woman will see a young girl and she becomes directly in competition with her. Yep. It's like bitch, you 42. Yeah, yeah. She's 21. She yeah. got her whole fucking life ahead of her. You are not the same. All right. <laughs> so, but so, but she'll try to compete with her. Dudes, on the other hand, we see a youngster in a similar situation that we were in, and we see ourselves in them, and we're like, you know what? I wish somebody would fucking game me up or tell me yeah. somebody would have laced me up back in the day. Yeah. So I'm going to take my time now as a 30 plus year old man, 40 year old man. And I'm going to tell them what I wish somebody would have told me. Yeah. That's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I used to do door to door sales mm-hmm. Me too, like, man. Cold, and cold yeah. calls. And one day, this is uh, like the last week of our training. It was for Comcast. Yeah. One of the guys in the San Jose office came to speak to us young, you know, but he was weird. And he got like an award for the best salesman of the year award. Mm-hmm. He comes up, he gets his award. He's like, I remember one time, I was knocking, trying to hit my goals late at night. It was like 9 p.m. and this family opened the door. It was raining. And the dad opened up and he's like, wait right here. He grabbed his son. He grabbed his son. I was out there in the rain. And he said, he pointed to me and said to his son, you see that? That's why you got to go to college. So you don't have to end up like that. Is that an example? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then uh, he said, thanks, and closed the door. And then Damn. that was his speech, and we were waiting for, like, some kind of, you know, he's like, well, thanks for the award. <laughs> they go Dude. through some fucked up shit yeah. as a I got, man. I got fooled like you did, too, because I, uh, I was looking for a job in the penny saver in the back, classifieds, and it said, do you want to work in entertainment and sports? I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I want to work in entertainment. So yeah, it said, sports. show up at this address at this time, dress nice, wear comfortable shoes. That should have been the right fucking... That, <laughs> that should have been right there. Nice comfortable shoes? Yeah. What kind of shit is that? Because you're asking you know? to be walking around. So it wasn't entertainment or sports. It was selling, like, warrior tickets, bundles, oh, yeah. of course. Uh, uh, Pizza Hut coupons, the Englander dinners. Like, <laughs> it was like, you know, that area, San Lorenzo, San Leandro. I'm like, this ain't no fucking entertainment no fucking sports, sports yeah. man. They bullshit you with the, with the verbiage, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's... But you want to be your own boss? <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to make... And at the time, $17.50 an hour was... Yeah. Fuck, I was, I was getting paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what you were making? But you... Ne- no, you never no. got that, though. I don't uh, even know. They just flat out fool you with oh, the $17.50 well, an sell. hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like... And then they'll be like, when you get there, they're like, yeah, no, it's all out, it's all commission. Mm-hmm. But it, it yeah. rounds out to about $17.50 an hour if you yeah. sell blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you motherfuckers are shysty, man. Yeah. I remember uh, during my interview, I was like, what happened if you don't sell, though? He's like, but you will sell because everybody wants it. Right. I was like, I was like, but why? What makes... I'm over here questioning their skill. I'm like, yeah. but what makes these not so special? They was like, well, you want me to show? And they pulled out and they cuts a penny. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> but what happened if you got like younger brothers or something like that? Do you want those knives around like younger people who could cut themselves? If we cut a knife, can it cut a person? He's like, no, nah, actually, I was like, hmm. <laughs> the fuck out of here, I was, In my head, I was like, I feel like this should be an infomercial. Like, I feel like y'all be doing better that kind of way. Like, I don't need yeah. this thing. Because you're, you're not driven, bro. That's exactly. what you're asking I wasn't, all questions. I wasn't, because I wanted like a different job. I just wanted to stand there. I wasn't trying to sell nobody nothing. Like, do you want to succeed? Yeah. You're going to be the like, ShamWow guy. <laughs> Dude. You're not eating enough vegetables. Chop, chop the little yeah. chop. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what, though? You know what, though? If I, if I saw a kid that had an idea like the ShamWow yeah, yeah. versus going to do fucking marketing sales yeah. or shit, I'd be like, dude, yeah, go sell your goofy-ass product. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bank on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of, you know, instead of, like, trying to fall in line with yeah. these get-rich-quick schemes yeah. or or these these jobs that set up the verbiage in a way where it's like they're just trying to pull you in to, mm-hmm. to get you into their scheme, man. Like, I'd rather see a youngster bank on himself yeah. and do some wild shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I see a youngster that's trying to set, uh, start a podcast now, I'm like, do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know what's going to come from that. You get a fucking, you get a bunch of subscribers mm-hmm. and you're in the money, man. You don't have to fucking yeah. sell no butter knives, you know? Speaking of that, are you still doing your podcast? Uh, I stopped doing mine like a year ago because I was having fun with it and I was really, I was really into it. Um, but I'm not very tech savvy, dog. Like all this shit right here, mm-hmm. there's no fucking way I could set this up Me myself, either. you know? Me so I had, yeah. I had my cousin P. Um, who was doing all of that for me, but then he had to start, he had to like move away for a little while and started doing some other stuff. So it kind of ended for me, but yeah, I, I, my, my podcast was like about people's, you know, tragic stories yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'd bring them on and I'd be like, tell me about, you know, what did you learn from it? What did you get out of it? So it was a cool setup and everything, but I had to stop because, you know, I'm just all these, but all you, these wires intimidate. Yeah, me, you know you do mean? this all like, I mean, uh, since you came, what, what's, what's been going on with uh, Rudy Ortiz? Shit, man. I mean, I've been doing a lot of stuff and I mean, obviously the comedy world is still like, you know, I'm, I'm still deep into it and shit is getting better. You know, like I'm getting bigger and better opportunities. I've still been on the road with Frankie Quinones for hey. his tour. That's that motherfucker is obviously, you know, he's blowing up, up. Yeah. and it's different now. It's different now because people are going <laughs> to see the Frankie Quinones show because they want to see Frankie Quinones, the, the person mm-hmm. 
before it was, they the want to see Creeper. Yeah. yeah. And the Creeper character, obviously, that's what put him on the map. Yeah. But now that he's been on Hulu for a couple of years now, it's two seasons in, yeah. and the show's been a big success. Uh, shout out Chris Estrada, you know, one of the co-creators for this fool. Um, now that the show's been a big success, when we, when he packs out these arenas, they're there to see him. Mm. The, the right. characters are a byproduct, but you could tell that they're there to see Frankie Quinones. Because the, the character blew up first. The character that. blew up yeah, first, yeah, and that, that put him on the map. But then that gave him access to all these acting gigs and you know now he's doing not just this fool but he's also on um what we do in the shadows on fx oh yeah yeah and he's gonna he's gonna be on another show like a spinoff for the walking dead oh right. so oh, yeah Daryl like, dixon the Daryl dixon dude it's it's yeah. it's called summit oh. i think that's what i gotta remember all this shit because when i introduce him at the show so yeah so so now it's like a totally different type of crowd i mean it's still obviously mexican centric yeah like a lot of latinos but now you're starting to see a lot of different type of people come out right. because they want to see frankie yeah the guy from you know this fool he's got a mainstream following absolutely at bro. one point he had like what like three characters he was doing in one show yeah it was um there was a there was a few characters at one point it was four yeah he would do a guy named jordan Garcia, then he would do a guy named Pachanga, Pachanga then yeah. he would do um, uh, Juanita Carmelita, and then Creeper, and then himself. Yeah. So he was doing five yeah. different sets. Yeah. So were you, were you going in in between them, like while he did all that? Or so how? The, the structure of the show is I come out and, and I do like 10 minutes up front, and then we bring up a feature. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, then I bring up Frankie as himself immediately, which is a little unorthodox mm. because the the show is billed as the Frankie Quinones show. Yeah. Right. So you would think that, you know, he would go up at the end as the headliner, right? Mm. Um, but obviously he's got all those other characters. So typically what happens is I go up there, I open it up, I bring out Frankie. He does a long set, like a headlining set, but early in the show. Then we bring out a feature. And then Frankie comes out dressed as Juanita Carmelita. Mm -hmm. And then he goes back to get dressed. And then I do more time in between and set it up so that I can bring out Creeper. And then Creeper comes out and fucking that's knocks it out the ballpark the as the headliner. Yeah. So when, when he had more characters, I did have to do more time in between. But it gets tiring after a while, man. Like, mm -hmm. I've seen that I've seen that fool get dressed and undressed so many times. Yeah. I feel like 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 those security guards that have the, the cameras inside of the dressing rooms and shit. I'm just watching this fool in the, in the green room. Like, hey, man, yeah, you're you're. Uh, your spanks are over there. Fool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like your, your wig is underneath the couch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I think after a while he just kind of reduced the number of characters because it was just it's too tired. It was so it's much, man. Yeah. It was so much. You know, like SNL. Yeah. So as, basically, yeah. Yeah. as Creeper, was he doing like material? Or was he kind of just interacting with the crowd? And because you know how he does the exercise and all. Was he doing that, or did he actually have like material as Creeper? No, he's got material as Creeper. Okay. He's got like a whole set just mm -hmm. for Creeper. And then you know he's also very good on the fly. Yeah. So how long is the show? The show honestly is about ninety. 90 to 100 minutes oh, yeah yeah like when we try to keep it tighter to be like 85 minutes that's usually for like the first show on the weekend because you got to give the club a chance yeah. to and then he does a meet and greet Fuck. after every single show bro so Damn. i always tell this one i'm like bro like i've watched you on some weekends when it's like five shows i watched that fool do like a thousand squats because mm -hmm. yeah. everybody wants to do the cholo yep. creeper yeah, the pose yeah, with him. yeah yeah and he never i've never seen this fool say no to anybody that's mm -hmm. one of the things that even I mean, i've been on the road with him for like five years five five six years now i've never seen this fool say no to anybody yeah and i'm not just saying that because like you know because when we're on the road he's like he, he's the boss you know i'm not just like yeah. pandering to him yeah. i'm telling you bro like i've been waiting for the day for him to be like nah 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 like yeah. i'm done never yeah never it doesn't matter how late in I, the night I, it is i know how mm -hmm. how hey you want to be in the voice party <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what, what, treats me out, what treats me out about that about that character creeper? Like, there's a lot of homeboys that don't like that. They're, there's right. like that making no like, now nah, if you want to play dress up, now nah, this ain't no no game. But 
he made it to the point where I know like some some homeboys that go to his shows yeah. and they're laughing mm -hmm. and so they they accepted it so it's not for them like you're, you're insulting us because he did it in a way yeah where it's like nah dude because because that fool Chicano that fool you know absolutely his, his, it's, his it's family not it's not degrading it right right yeah. right and his family's like, and mom and they all listen to oldies and have I think his dad had like Loretta's or something like that I yeah. believe yeah, yeah. yeah. so he, he does come from that culture he's not just because I've done short movies where I'm dressed as a cholo and I feel like oh what the fuck am I doing right like, right right like type because you're from Northern California. California. Right. And I'm telling you right now, Doug, like I'm I'm a, I'm a Bay Area dude. I know I got a Dodger shirt on. That's a different story. I, I actually love the Dodgers in case anybody's wondering out there because I always get questioned. On Panderer. <laughs> but, but it's funny, though, man, because sometimes, you know, we do so many shows in L.A. And when I'm in L.A., bro, like I've had very I've had a lot of different um, Mexican comics and Mexican comedy fans. They'll come up to me and, and they'll expect me to be like from L.A. But the way that I talk and, and it, you could just tell right out the gate, like I'm not from L.A. There's a there's right. a huge difference between the Mexicans from up here yeah. in the Bay and the Mexicans yeah. from L.A. And you could tell the difference almost immediately just off the vernacular. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and also like my cadence and stuff like that. And it's funny that you bring that up because I was literally just having a conversation with Sophia, the photographer that came to join us today. Shout out to Sophia. Shout out, Shout out Sophia out L., one of the best in the business. Yes, and she, she she does all the pictures. Uh, she takes all the pictures at the post in uh, in Manteca or is it Modesto? Modesto. Modesto, yeah. Phenomenal photographer. Go check her out. Uh, Elmatic. Elmatic is the is the Instagram handle, <laughs> um, but we were just talking about this yesterday. Where it's like, at what point can you tell when somebody is not being sincere about the culture that they're tapping into yeah. right. in and in, um, in comedy, especially in comedy? Now you just said that sometimes you get dressed up and do the cholo stuff, and you yourself don't feel. Like right. you're being sincere and that's respectable. Right. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people that you can't really tell just from the appearance if they're actually being sincere, if they're actually of that culture or not. And it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to gauge it. And we were talking about how Gary Owen gets this a lot yeah. because he's a white comic yeah. who, who talks a lot about black like, culture. Yeah. Right. But from the little that we know about him on a personal level, we yeah. know that he had that he's connected to black people because yeah. Yeah, yeah. he has a, a he had a black right, wife right. and he's got half black kids, you know. Yeah. So hey, why are you looking at Corday when you? Because I want to make sure that Cordae feels safe. I was, look, I was looking at Phil, so it's a, well, so it's a balance. Phil, when, Sorry to interrupt when, you, when I said When I said black wife, I just saw Phil shake his head. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why'd you put your head on now? <laughs> My so, bad. No, but that fool got material. Like, he's talking about going to black church. Like, yeah, he has a whole right, set. Yeah. You guys probably seen it. But as I do, he was on point. Like, he, he, he knew the culture. So, so I want to ask you guys, as comics, I mean, do you, how do you distinguish when somebody is being authentic and when somebody is not or is it even or is it even for us to say whether someone is being authentic or if they're you know just kind of perpetrating and and being culture vultures how, well, how do you it's guys a difference where like back in the in the 50s 60s there's like video i don't know if you know mickey rooney that old actor yeah old white yeah. guy actor yeah and he's like dressed as a chinese oh, the chinese from breakfast at tiffany's yeah. yeah 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 like that kind of stuff i think that's like you know i mean right I mean, but he was being, he was, he was doing a blatant mockery. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what, it, that's he, what I'm saying. It's he, like was, he, wasn't, he wasn't talking about like how he's Chinese and right. has Chinese connections. Yeah. That yeah. was blatant mockery. That exactly. was pretty, that was pretty easy to distinguish. Yeah. yeah. You know, if a motherfucker put it in some rabbit buck teeth and he go yeah. like this, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. think you're just pulling from the culture. You're just <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. mocking it, you know? Right. right. So how, how do you guys, do you guys have any, any tips on? Well, like uh, I watched uh, this old movie that came out a while back called the heartbreak kid with uh, Ben Stiller. Um, oh yeah, I like that. Guys, and yes, Carlos Mencia is in it, and he plays like a, a, a Mexican guy that works at a resort. <laughs> but even that was like over the top. It was way over the, the top. The mustache is so fake. I think they even like made him browner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like, hey, amigo, how are you?
easy. Yeah. It was too much. It's like, right. bro, like you could have gotten like Eugenio Derbez, a Mexican actor. Yeah. You know, he, he has that accent, but he won't be over the top goofy yeah. like they did. Or like Scarface the, with fucking. The, yeah. uh, Scarface is the fucking worst, man. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that movie and I love the concept of it and I love the image of Scarface. But uh, Al Pacino is a Cuban, hands down. The worst portrayal <laughs> of another race or another yeah. culture, yeah. where because we're supposed to take it seriously. At least Mickey Rooney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's, it's the fifties or two thousand twenty, yeah. like you knew that this was a spoof, right? They tried to pass Al Pacino, yeah, as a real fucking Cuban, Cuban, and yeah. that shit bothers me to this and day. And he supposedly did hang out with Cubans to prepare for it, yeah. And the only thing that I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this even makes it better, but I know he early on he was struggling to get roles because of his skin color because he's dark, right. Right, right. But still, like it, the 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 way he portrayed it was fucking goofy, dark, yeah. dark, yeah, <laughs> melanated. <laughs> this is always hella funny because I got, I have hella homies who are Latinos and stuff like that, and they always tell me, like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm dating this dark skin chick. I'm dating this chick. She's like, she's like dark. I'm like, okay, so I'm expecting like someone like me yeah. or like Lupita Nyong'o to walk up, walk past stuff like that, who's Mexican as well. She yeah, identifies. Yeah. So I'm just like waiting. I'm like, okay, and then like I see like this slight tan woman comes up, and I'm like, okay, so hey, so like when the, when the chick the dark skin chick coming up he's like, oh that was her and i'm like i'm like no, you can't say dark around me before i'm like this is dark right that's when people call themselves fat yeah. after they just get like if you say yeah. that you're fat okay, yeah the fuck, the fuck I, out I, of here. I, I identify as i hate when comedians do that they'd be like hey i'm trying to lose some weight like you know because like i'm fat and then i'm just like about to go on i'm just like well bitch what the fuck am i like morbidly like, obese they like look, or, they, they look over they say they're fat on stage and they, look, they look at corday and one button pops <laughs> Disbelief. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about that about a homeboy Lester Ransom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's cut. I don't know if you know Lester. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he spent a lot of time in Chile. He was in Chilean TV, so he yeah. speaks some some uh, Spanish. But black, this was like cut. Black dude from Oakland. Yeah. Moved to Chile. Okay. Speaks fluent Spanish and moved back to the Bay. Nice. Yeah. So he's but he's cut up right, yeah. and he injured his arm recently, so he hadn't been working out. But that fool's still like marked yeah. up. He just got you know whatever. But he's like, oh man, I gotta get. I'm back getting my back. Yeah. What, it, back what in it shape. is, he doesn't have a six pack no right, more. Right, right, right. So he just has a flat stomach yeah. he's like I can't wait till I get back to where I'm rocked up yeah. in my six pack I got a cousin like that yeah. like my cousin right now uh, is uh, not Alvin but my other one he's a uh, 230 240-ish right and he's like man cuz I'm out of shape like damn I'm, I got fat and I'm like dude you were me right now when I was in my best shape so shut the right. fuck up alright <laughs> you're yeah. my goal weight right yeah. but he's, he's a, a former running back so the biggest he was was like 180 195 and back in the day he couldn't get he was trying to get to 200 to like really try to be like uh, like a bell cow back kind of a thing but he's like now i'm like 240 he's like cuz I'm, I'm fat i was like joe shut the fuck up because <laughs> yeah. when i played linebacker i was that exact same size and i'm having flashbacks of how great i looked then I'm like right <laughs> so okay but but to, to tie this into yeah. what we were just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. a couple of minutes ago no because because i am curious to get your guys' thoughts on this this guy right here he used to be a running back yeah so whatever he looks like now yeah. in comparison to us yeah he probably like it, it, we can never look at him and be like damn you're fat right yeah. but it's all about it's all yeah. about perspective yeah. yeah you know for him yeah he is out of shape yeah so going back going back to to comics and whether they pull from other cultures and whether it's sincere or not yeah, yeah. if you take somebody like like um a, a black a, a white comic that was that says that he was raised like in Louisiana, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he is using vernacular or cadence or yeah. talking about certain things. Are are we in any position to tell that person it's that being, it, that, yeah. that they're being that, that they're not being sincere, that Culture, they're lacking authenticity? Or, yeah. Because we don't know what their perspective is. Right. To them, to them, they're like, Well, yeah, bro, like I went to school with a bunch of black people, like I could talk about this stuff because this is what I saw firsthand in my life. But 
it just seems to me like we're, we're living in a time where it's like, no, no, no. You don't talk about things that match what I believe you should be talking about based off your appearance. Right. right. And I don't know, man. I just feel like that's very short-sighted. Yeah, because we're so mixed now. Yeah. Like, I we're think, hella mixed. I think what happens is the problem is with, with that is, like, a lot of times, like, as Latinos, as, like, black people, it's like, we see somebody like that, but okay, they cool with stuff like that, but we always wait for, like, the, like, is this real? Like, we in the right, back of our right. heads, we're always, and then we're so, so much, we, like, prop this person up, like, not a real, they grew up around this person, and people have said that so many times, and then they end up letting us down, like, oh, oh that was fake. Like you said, Carlos Mencia. Like he's not Latino. His name is his actual name is Ned yeah. and stuff like that. So that's what it is. Like, and I listen to the Gary Owen podcast too because like I always hear like that backlash. But he talks about like he's like only had sex with one white woman. I've always dated black women. He's like you don't choose your audience; they choose you. And like he just constantly and he talks about the struggle of how a lot of white people didn't believe that uh, this could work. Like a white dude who like talks about black culture. He's like nah, that that doesn't work. He's like and then Eminem came came out and then he was like he fired his agent at that time. But like I, I was a comedian recently who a newer comedian trying to do some shit and then like she was she was just going up and just like doing like a jerking motion yeah and then I was like what the fuck is this bitch doing right and then she was like that's a that's a black dude coming in my face and I'm and like what she was talking about it seemed like something that. Her, one of her white homegirls told her that she fucked a black dude and this is what happened. Okay. Instead of like actual, this is what happened. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, right, maybe this might have happened. But I was like, but this doesn't feel genuine. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then she changed it up. And then I was, she was like, Corday, like, did you, was mad at me? I was like, yeah. I never wanted to talk to you after I saw that set and you kept doing it. I'm like, yeah. that was, that was like terrible. That was trash. It was like, did that happen? She was like, yeah. I was like, that's not what black dudes do. That's right. what this one black dude did. Stop thinking like, she's like, oh, I was like, or maybe there was a black frat dude. I'm like, also, it's like so much more stuff. I'm like, this is not coming from like a, it also wasn't funny too. So it was more just well, like, that's the main thing. Yeah. That, and, that, and that's, what, that's, that's my answer to a, like a lot of this discussion is like, well, instead <laughs> of, instead of sitting there trying to figure out what this person's entire biography is, yeah. right. because that's what I feel like we're trying to do. Like, we're yeah. jumping yeah. to conclusions yeah. because we want to have a point to make against yeah. this person so badly yeah. that we're willing to presume mm -hmm. what the fuck their life was when we don't know a fucking thing about them. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we're willing to do that just so we can prove a point. What I tell people is like, look, dog, was it funny or not? Yeah. Because you got to remember, this is a stand-up comic. Mm -hmm. They're up there trying to make you laugh. That is their number one. Uh, that is their number one priority. Now, if you as a viewer or as a critic of comedy or as somebody who brings your um, political stance Mm -hmm. or social social stances yep. to a comedy show if you decide that the number one thing that you're looking at is is not whether they're funny or not but whether they're being authentic yeah. well then that's your prerogative i think you're shortchanging yourself and yeah. i think you're fucking up your experience yeah. because you're supposed to be there for comedy yeah. but i tell people all the time first decide whether they're funny or not yeah I, before you try to figure out what their entire life is or what, what off of 10 minutes of watching them on stage unless you know them personally yeah. Right. you can't really speak to that yeah i think sometimes it's, it's kind of the thing like uh where like as a comedian sometimes you come off as bitter because like oh, I don't even like this person I'm like why I'm like I don't believe that's real or you, right. you try to instead of like enjoy the show like I go to a lot of comedy shows like I don't, I, I'm still a comedy fan at heart and instead of like sometimes comedians are like man I don't know that motherfucker ain't funny I'm like did you did you see him like have you seen right. him like I've, I've watched comedians and I'm like well how was it I'm like nah it wasn't a good show like I didn't know and then I start asking other people like was they off did they just drop a special because that's sometimes you can see if you see a comedian like right after you dropped a special he or she 
sometimes they're still working on this new material because they just dropped a special like three weeks ago i'm like oh and then you get context to it like uh like i saw in the comedian he had he's like he's huge now and i was like this was like okay but they dropped a special the week prior yeah and i'm like oh okay so all that material is worked out like really yeah. done and he's just still working on this stuff and they're like he has a huge tour right now and it's like other people because like sometimes you're like hey is this person funny who's selling out stuff or is they they find their niche and stuff like that and people love them and yeah. that's always what you want to do because you always you always meet people who are super funny and for whatever reason they don't get the praise and we kind of look at it like well why is this person who's like okay is super big like i remember people always hate on kevin hart like he's like he's not that funny like mike epps is like really funny like especially in the black community that was always the big fight it was like it was kevin hart versus cat williams and kevin hart versus mike epps i was like hey i i, I like Kevin Hart and Cat Williams, I don't find Mike Epps to be hilariously funny. I like also I think it's super weird that you know that Mike Epps is fight with Kevin Hart, but sometimes he's like, Well, I I fuck with the hood. The, the hood, the hood right. got my back, so I don't care what, you know, because everybody knows that I'm real. And I'm like, but sometimes you want to elevate from just being real because sometimes the people from where you come from kind of keep you down. I'm yeah. like, and he, Kevin Hart always kept it respectful. He was like, until you do better with your ticket sales, don't come after me. Right, right. Wait, right, are right. we still on topic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this because it's like yeah yeah no like like i'm just saying like are you coming from like a place where maybe that's been oh that's definitely been done to me okay I, i've told this story before willie barcena willie barcena came up to me one time i was hosting for him this is like seven or eight years ago mm -hmm. and willie barcena came up to me because at, at tommy t's i'm in you know i'm in my backyard and of course willie barcena is willie barcena so he's selling now nobody's there to see my goofy ass they're yeah. there to see him but I'm hosting and I'm having a great time and I'm having great sets and everything. And like after one of the after one of my sets, he came up to me and, and he basically said, like, hey, man, why do you talk like that? You know, like we're all from the hood, but, we, oh. but you don't. But gotcha. I don't understand why you have to talk, talk like that. Why okay, do you think gotcha. you have to sound like that? Yeah. And in my mind, the first thing I'm thinking is like, hey, homie, what, stop being fake. And instead of saying, why do you talk like that? Just say what the fuck is on your mind. Just say what I know you're thinking. Just right. say, why are you trying to sound black? Because right. I know that's what you're thinking. That, yeah. That's that's because of the way that I talk, because of my cadence, and because it doesn't sound like Mexican yeah. from LA. LA. Right, right, right. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Stop with the bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But then, you know, obviously, I didn't say that because I wanted to stay, keep working the rest <laughs> of the week. Right? But in my mind, I'm thinking that. Right. But then, yeah. so, so what I did say is, I was like, "Hey, man, you don't know anything about me. You don't yeah. know where I'm from. Yeah. You don't know like I've been doing this for a while, and right. I always talk like this. I'm not switching it up yeah, just because yeah. you're here. Yeah. You know, so." I, that when that happened to me, I was like, "Damn!" Like even your own people, yeah, will look at you and they'll categorize you. You know, because you, you, you hang out with Brian Hicks yeah. too much. Shout out, Copper Spoon. R.I.P. Too soon. Yeah, you know, um, just want to for the record. Yeah, uh, uh, Rudy's views on uh, uh, Willie Marcella. <laughs> Represent how the voice party's yeah. invitation to uh, Willie Brunotti. <laughs> hey man, yeah. I signed I signed that document for a reason. Ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 but but no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I had to bring that up because it happened to me from another Mexican comic, yeah. and I'm like, damn, dog, like you just you just blatantly Who, trying to put so, me in the box. Someone you probably looked up to growing sure. up, dude. I was so yeah. excited to do that show because yeah. it was Willie Barcena, you know. Yeah. Dude, Fluffy called out uh, Chewy Gomez one time at a uh, San Jose Improv. He was fucking with him. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I was in a Chewy Gomez at San Jose Improv. Hey, I was on a, you know, I was with Chewy Gomez. Everybody said, what's up with? 
Chewy. And then he's like, Chewy does not talk like that off the when he turns off the mic. He <laughs> right. talks like a bite. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so is there? Has any, it happened more than once like that? Like what you just said? Like yeah, but it's usually on the flip side. It's usually on the flip side. Usually I'll have a lot of black comics that'll tell me like, oh man, hey, you like the blackest Mexican I know. And I'm like, damn, bro, like that's kind of weird yeah. that you would say that because I mean, I guess thank you. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I am back here eating chicken wings and shooting dice with you and shit. So I, I understand why you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you looking? Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I know you like chicken wings. I do I like chicken. Wings. I don't shoot dice though. I don't no, shoot dice. No, I was looking at Phil. That's my cousin. <laughs> but, but it just it just cracks. Even even that cracks me up because yeah. I'm like, you know, you're not really doing anything too different. Like I know you're trying to pay me a compliment in yeah. the moment, but like let's say this was. I know that we're in the green room of a, of a comedy show, so yeah. I know this is all fun and fun and games. But if we were having an intellectual conversation about this, yeah. you're not doing much different than what a Willie Barsena did to me because you're yeah. basically categorizing what black people are supposed to behave Most like, yeah. like. Right. Yeah. and that shit is wild to me. Expectations, yeah. like bro, yeah. like that—that's how deeply you know embedded we have this conditioning yeah. as to what people are supposed to be like. Right. That you're willing to put your own people yeah. in a fucking box. It, it, what it is, I think. What, what that comic was trying to say is like, hey, man, I respect you because you, you see you come off as genuine. That's what it is. Because I remember my cousin told me, she's like, hey, you need to do more black shows. You be you be talking and like, but you need, to do more, you need more black people. You need more black audiences. And I was like, they, they, I'm like, what black shows? I got told this at the barbershop. Man, you be like, you be, where you be, where you be forming these whack jokes at? In front of white people? I'm like, hey, that's where I get booked. That's where I can do stuff. So you say, so they're telling you, you're like, hey, you, you a dope black, like you, you no. a dope black Mexican or, or, comic. Or, or, or another, I, another thing is also white. as, a, hey, you Mexican dude. Why don't you just stop this shit and go get a construction job and get a wife? <laughs> That's what I hear, you know, yeah. from certain family members. Yeah. Like, cut, cut the shit. Yeah. Go get a real job yeah. and get a, a wife and have some kids and, yeah. you know, do the right. Mexican thing. They yeah. want you to do what they yeah. want you to be. They want you to do the Mexican thing. The, traditional. The, the, the traditional. same thing. The yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that goes across the board for all cultures. Like yeah. all, all family members want to see their 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 members. That's true. You're the right. families that are members like do yeah. something that's going to be secure for their future. Exactly. But when we're talking about when we're talking about, you know, stand up comedy and the way that certain people think that uh, certain people from certain races are supposed to behave. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that blows my mind. You yeah. know, in one case, one person was insult, like trying to insult me on the spot. Yeah. In the other case, somebody was trying to pay me a compliment on the yeah. spot, yeah. but they were both in a, essentially they were both doing the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. They were both saying, Stay in your lane. this is how people are supposed to behave. Yeah. Yeah. I see people, I see a certain color yeah. and I say to myself, this is how they behave. And yeah. that shit to me is yeah. at the end of the day, that shit to me is detrimental. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't really see what the progress. I don't see any progress in there, and it kind of like puts you in a position where you're basically stating to the world, like, I only see the world through this lens, yeah. and I can't see it any other way. Yeah, and it's like it's like uh, coming from like the East Coast and assuming that everybody here just does a lowrider thing. And exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. not knowing that there's a, a variety of different. Yeah. Styles yeah. all over the all over the world, really. Now, now Come, coming to the Bay and thinking that, like that, yeah. that's L.A. L.A. does lowriders more than even though we do it up here too. Yeah. But the Pacific coming, it's oh, more. This, it's the West Coast, y'all. All you do is lowriders. Started up here, like the, a lot of the a lot yeah. of the pioneering was out here. Yeah. Really, for lowrider culture. Yeah. Interesting. Like magazine, Lowrider magazine started up here in San Jose. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Jesus Cruz just made that claim here on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> put it up just there, for the record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 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 an interesting conversation, man. Especially well, especially since we are in the Bay Area and so many people in the Bay Area share and partake in yeah. so many different cultures. Yeah, right. And it's always praised on a very surface level. Yeah. 
for example, you know, eating with chopsticks at a restaurant, or yeah, or, yeah. or what, what people will say, like, hey man, you know, we all we're all from the Bay. You could be an Asian dude, yeah. or a white dude, or yeah. a Mexican Filipino. dude. Hey, we're all from the Bay, man. We all talk like this. We all got that swag. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. On the surface level, that seems like a cool thing, yeah, yeah. right? But then when somebody actually starts like acting like the people that they grew up around, yeah. We're so fast to be like, why are you acting like that? Yeah, right. Right, right, well, what right. the fuck happened to the whole we're yeah. united because we're from the Bay and we all partake in this, this, and that? That was cool when we were all dancing and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now when somebody actually talks about their involvement with a Vietnamese family and I'm yeah. Mexican yeah. or I'm a white dude and I grew up around black people yeah. or whatever the, the situation may be, once you actually start start acting on it and you get into something a little bit deeper, more yeah. specific, now all of a sudden it's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand. You know, I, I don't believe in that train of thought because I don't. I like my philosophies to be consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my shit up just because something got more specific yeah. and it, it, it requires a little more digging. Yeah. If I'm going to dig into something, I'm going to maintain the same philosophy until I see reasons to change it. Yeah. You know, so, and I, and I do believe that you could be a, I know, I know white dudes that grew up a bunch, grew up around a lot of Latinos yeah. and they have Latino tendencies. Yeah. What the fuck else are they supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't What, what are they supposed to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know how many Mexicans are in East Oakland yeah. with gold grills yeah. and doing the black thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what are they supposed to do, bro? It's a, a they, they grew up on, on 98th Avenue. They never left the fucking city of Oakland. Some of them literally. Yeah. Like, what, how else do you want them to behave? What do you want them to do, you know? Proximity. It's proximity. Proximity, yeah. I, I hang around, like, a lot of Latinos, like, mostly Latino stuff. But everybody, like, especially I used to go to Contra Costa College, and they'd be like, hey, bro, why are you always hanging around, like, Mexican people or Latinos? Like, I'm like... Who I'm supposed to hang around? Y'all? Like, black people obviously ask me right. this. I'm like, y'all, first of all, y'all younger than me. Y'all from Berkeley, which was another weird thing, because, like, I, I grew up in Richmond. Y'all grew up in Berkeley, so it was, like, a separatism there. And I'm like, well, I'm, I don't, like, I mean, you cool. I don't like the rest of your clique or whatever, but right. I was like, these are people who I hang out with. We work out together. We do this kind of stuff. We China, we're interested in some of the same stuff. He was like, yeah, but would you, like, trying to speak Spanish or something? Like, I mean, well, I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to like, speak another language, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be cool. I was like, I know American Sign Language. What, should I be hanging out with deaf people? Like, what you? <laughs> I was, like hanging out with them non-hearing yeah. ass motherfuckers because yeah. <laughs> like it'd it be funny because i always i've always heard that because i remember <laughs> i got i got sick like back in like uh 2007 2000, no 2009 and then my mom always prop gives me props because she's like you have like a multitude of friends like like she learned that when all my friends came to visit me it was like white people with some indian people uh mexicans asian like the whole she's like you had like the whole rainbow up in here like like uh, yeah. she's like all the nurses was just like he has a lot of different friends like and then my mom like she's like why is it that i was like i just meet people I'm, like, I'm super friendly i like who i like that's who i'm like this person's latino this person's asian we all like chill we all vibe we all do different stuff so that's what it is but then i feel like people do try to put you like in a in box because yeah. i feel like society does that absolutely so they try to they try to because of what society's doing they put it on you as well like, like okay why are you trying to why are you trying to leave and be different i have a perfect example yeah. something you just mentioned yeah. i didn't know you were into Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah <laughs> like, exactly as an example like no black dudes are into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. i don't <laughs> even know what that is yeah is that it's, it's, no. it's like an, it's like anime porn is that what it is no it's not, not anime porn <laughs> fuck out of here dude all right see and, and then the funny thing is samurais <laughs> <laughs> so what it is it's like a trading card game like pokemon right okay, okay. so pokemon had pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh was like another anime which is or known like, for mostly asian kids it's mostly asian yeah. kids but 
then okay. because I was in a Yu-Gi-Oh, I didn't like to, like, I try to hide that all the no time. Line, no linebackers are out there. Exactly. You know? No linebackers. <laughs> no football players are out yeah. here, like, playing cards, stuff like that. No locals. So. Yeah, exactly. He's it's, not shoot, shooting dice out in the bag. Exactly. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> but, right, right. Exactly. But that was the thing, though. Like, I chose Yu-Gi-Oh cards over shooting dice or stuff because, like, people were getting a fight over dice games. People would get robbed over dice games. People were getting jumped over dice games. I'm like, I ain't getting robbed. Well, I did get robbed for my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> Is that serious? No. Some of them are worth thousands, no, bro. It, no, it was it was the people here. shooting dice who robbed us. That's oh, what damn. Like, hey, man, is that a Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, no. <laughs> you guys are next to each other. <laughs> because they knew it was worth money, and they knew a bunch of people was uh, collecting them, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. they was like, they would go through. So I got my stuff got stolen during PE. They like went in my backpack, stole it, and they was like, "Don't bring Yu-Gi-Oh cards here." And I'm just like, "Nah, I'm just it's just me and my few friends. Like we're just like centered around each other, right? right?" And then because they made the announcement to not bring Yu-Gi-Oh cards, they was not reliable so I couldn't get him back and so then I saw the dude who like had him funny thing about it he was in slow remedial classes he was in a slow they got out they got out at 12 30 yeah. all right everybody else got out at 210 and caught the bus so he had to walk home bro you know who you, you, you got, know who you didn't got... put himself in the box who the small remedial guy <laughs> <laughs> you would not bro. expect that from him you but, got uh... robbed by a dude with a padded helmet oh my god no 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 it was one of those dudes who was like just from the hood who like couldn't read good yeah. couldn't write good so he's in slow classes not not like mentally challenged okay, class okay, he's okay, in the slow yeah. like like oh like i'm reading it like a fifth grade reading level damn. and we're in the eighth grade like that kind of thing yeah this is this is this is to me it's just it's one of those topics that just like it'll never end it'll never, never end. end i think yeah. at the end of the day dog at the end of the day society wants two things to happen society wants to believe that they're always making progress yeah but then society at the same time always wants to be able to call somebody out mm -hmm. for being fake or, yeah. or for or for uh, working against progress yeah. and i just don't know how you get the fact that somebody will still come up to anyone in 2023 and say oh my god that's incredible that you have all these different friends of different races that's yeah. incredible that alone yeah. i don't give a fuck how positive it sounds yeah that alone is a clear indicator that we have not overcome the notion of race yeah. and how is it possible that you could fuck with people that eat yeah, different yeah. foods we, and we get that different countries. we get that here we never even thought about it when uh it was marco sitting next to me and then black joaquin sitting next to corday yeah and it's like you guys are still sitting uh, next to corday you guys are very mixed you know broadcast right. it's like yeah we, we never even thought of that like, right no you don't even think about it no no you just like right now you know like yeah. we're, people would say like oh you guys always have a really it's just we bring on the people we know yeah. and like race is never really like something we think about yeah you know like so and, and there's no there's no way to remedy it at least not in this lifetime because i don't think society really wants that society doesn't want to no. be fixed no no it just always wants to be in this fucking in, in and, this limbo and what is fixed exactly what yeah. is fixed so be all there really is yeah. to do is make fun of it because yeah. the people who who the people in, if, if it's fixed the people who's in power Right. loses that power so they don't benefit of it being fixed so you keep it separate because of that so you like so you be like oh we made progress but then slowly backing and reinforcing Always. some of the same stereotypes all the time so it was like no we've, we've made progress but like progress will never really be made yeah. because the people who run everything benefit from it being current but then that's what keeps us going in this comics is those things never get exactly. fixed <laughs> and so I so hope this like motherfucker keeps us crumbling yeah. Yeah. yeah never get fixed never get fixed you know and, that, and oh, that's yeah. why just to bring so it back so we decided here to stay off of therapy as long as possible. <laughs> Put it in. Everybody, no, no, I need therapy, bitch. Invest in, in Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's what the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still mad because I remember during the pandemic hit. I remember Yu-Gi-Oh was selling out, and I remember I kept like wandering the Target, and I was like, 
all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards were sold out and it was a ton of Pokemon cards and I was like I feel like because I'm like working from home I should start buying Pokemon cards because I feel like they might be worth something one day I kept telling myself for that for like four months mm. two months later Pokemon was a huge fucking thing right. and it's like sold out everywhere people going to different targets it was like you can only buy one box of Pokemon cards and I was like I fucking knew it <laughs> like my ass I'm just sitting here they just were like, rationing they, out Pokemon they, they was rationing because <laughs> fucking communist paper. Are you serious? <laughs> because one of the Logan brothers bought an old school uh, base set for like $350,000 right so then that just drove the price up then he got an original first edition Charizard and he I think it sold for $350,000 mm. Now, old school Charizards always have been like pricey. Like right now, if you got like a n- nice mint conditioning one, mm. it's ten thousand dollars. It okay. might be up to twenty five thousand down, but because he bought it for three hundred and fifty thousand, it immediately everything skyrocketed up. I told my cousin, the one who said he was fat because he was playing running back and yeah. stuff like that, right? He has one at his mom's house right now, and I was like, "Hey, cuz you you said you was trying to get a house, right? That that thing sitting in your in the closet, you could sell that shit right now." <laughs> he was like, "Cuz I mean, it is sitting right there." I was like, "You want a house?" Option that shit off. Sell and, that motherfucker right now. And the funny thing about it, his dad bought it back in 1998 or 1999. That shit was $100. That's wild, yes. bro. You don't know You don't know how the, these prices were? Nah, hell no. Nah. I didn't know a lot about Charizard. Or, or, <laughs> I, I, what, that wasn't my thing. What about Garbage Pill Kids? Is that worth anything? Garbage Pill <laughs> Kids? That's you remember. Since you, I don't know, you were already on the radio like last time you came, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I've been, I've been, you've been doing more stuff. You got a new project recently right um i saw you like you have oh, a, well, well actually yeah no no this is a, uh, a passion project that i put together it's called the uh, second gift project yeah and yeah, so yeah. what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to I, I got a lot of friends that are teachers and um one of the things that are yeah one of the things that, are, that, that i keep hearing about especially like in elementary schools is that you know they're obviously there's not enough money for resources yep. a lot of the times so um i i asked them about books because i'm a big proponent of literacy and and actually reading books and yeah. you know i really do believe that there is like something to holding a book in your hand and reading the pages mm-hmm. and so what I did is I started I started this book drive called the Second Gift Project. I'm trying to collect a thousand books yeah. so that I could donate them to um, Bay Area schools and hospitals. And even if I get some adult books, because some people have been giving me some like adult content type of books, like Playboys. No, nah, not like shit. <laughs> if you get those, I'm keeping those, my friend. Erotica. I'll trade that in for some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you know. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna give those. I'm gonna give those to like the to YA centers and okay. jails and stuff like that. Yeah. I just want to put books back into circulation, you know, the best way that I can. So right now I'm up to like I'm only got like 150 160 books yeah. but it's only been it's been less than a month yeah. and the idea is to get a thousand books before the uh, before the end of the year man you're doing different events for, I think you did one at Chaplin's didn't you I did one at Chaplin's um, that's one of the drop-off locations oh, okay so, it's oh, so it's still, you can still do yeah it. you could still go the goal is to reach a thousand so just in case anybody wants to drop off some books I got four or five locations going on right now it's a uh, lavish lifestyle barbershop in Concord actually not too far from here yeah. nice. um, Chaplin sports bistro in Union City uh, big Chews barbershop in San Leandro, the Dark Horse Lounge, a bar because motherfuckers do get drunk at the bar and read. Yeah, yeah. That shit does. A lot of readers drink, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're really yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah. Ernest, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest was a fucking, oh yeah, that motherfucker was a lush. Yep, and he had bars, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also Crunch in San Lorenzo, Crunch Gym in San Lorenzo. They partnered up with me. Nice. They caught wind of what I was doing, and you know they've been super cool, and they've been like opening up their doors for it. So I got a few drop off locations, and you know the goal is to get a thousand. That's that's all we thousand do, books. Man. Thousand books, man. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of that dog like I I think that there's a direct correlation between um, those kids that would read out loud in class 
and the confidence that they have later on in life. Yeah. I, I really do believe that because what you're doing, like when you read out loud in class, bro, what you're doing is you're basically performing. Yeah. Yeah. You're I used to do this shit. You're performing and what you're th what you're performing, what you're showing the world in that moment is how does my brain work? Right. I'm going to show you right now how my mind works yeah. by by reading these reading these words in front of the whole class. And I hated that shit. Uh, that's what I'm saying, dude, bro. Dude, I would change voices. I would change voices to the characters. Uh, so they uh, they always yeah. liked when they picked <laughs> me, did, dude. You did that. You were like if, if it was a wizard, dude, I'd be like, "I'm the wizard." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that guy, that kid made it <laughs> hard for me yeah. I mean, like this that was me because yeah, i get same. nervous and then i can't read yeah, exactly and then uh all right the teacher anyone else yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so then probably yeah. and i'm just gonna i'm gonna assume right now about your life right you probably can't read you yeah. probably no. didn't have you probably had a, he's like i'm illiterate no but but you probably didn't get your confidence from that you probably got it from being funny later yeah, on yeah. down the, yeah 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 and that and that you detention. know there's, there's different <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> fucking detention that that's an open mic as far as I'm concerned fuck but but that's how there's different ways to get confidence to gain confidence it's just that one of the ways that I've noticed that is very common is through reading right through, yeah. when I see little yeah. kids a lot of my little nephews and yeah. nieces yeah. when I see the ones that are great readers and they're reading out loud and they're yeah. willing to do that I see a direct correlation between that and the confidence that they have in other aspects of their life yeah. and it gets you talking you read yes. something in a book yeah. and then you're like hey I read this thing and yeah. then you guys remember your favorite book is in, in like elementary school oh bro oh no elementary school yeah um yeah. i guess i read the hobbit yeah. yeah it was indian in the cover Pussy. for me indian in the cover <laughs> yeah that shit what about shit. where the red fern grows uh yeah or or yeah. the island of the blue dolphins this uh, is some old shit yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah. you advanced motherfuckers my, <laughs> my favorite was green eggs and ham because I, I struggle <laughs> reading too yeah, all right? there we go. <laughs> so i needed I those pictures well, i just want to make clear i didn't struggle i didn't struggle reading i just struggle reading out loud right, and right. I, the difference. I, I feel like i would oh, i would, I would f fumble my words and yeah. doing it right now i kind of yeah i have a little bit of a <laughs> i have a little bit of a stutter so yeah. and it made it awkward and i'm looking at like fuck i'm bombing right right now. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's the feeling you feel like you're bombing because you're you're putting your mind and your brain on display, and uh, you know what you know what the fuck the other kids are thinking. Yeah, yeah. they're like this yeah, motherfucker's stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, can't get through yeah. a word. He's stumbling. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And that, bro, that, that's that's your first fucking one of your first performances. And yeah. you know you got hecklers yeah, like yeah. a motherfucker. You know. I, I remember I was in eighth grade and the chick said I couldn't read. I was like, bitch, I can read. I just read on a rhythm. I was like, so it's like a, it's like a timing based thing, yeah. or whatever, right? Because yeah. like, I don't just like read. <laughs> no, no, because that's how I did it. Because because I green eggs and ham. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it was like, no, don't read it. Like, I remember, and the teacher's like, just read it normally. I was like, this is how I read. Like, I read like the, 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 the kind of a thing. And then yeah. she'd be like, and then you know how the teacher kind of helps you with the word? I was like, I wasn't struggling. Like, I was just trying to get back on give beat. Me, give me a beat. <laughs> basically, no, basically, that's what it was. So she was like, the word is like something. And I, I was like, I, I know this word. I was yeah. like, I'm not struggling. Like, I got, I, got, I, got, I got it. Like, bitch, like, I'm just, I was like, you're boring. You're boring. You're boring. Right. And I'm trying to like read to a beat. I'm trying to do like this food with the, instead of the character. I'm trying, to, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm trying to like jump, like jump to a beat. Like See, I, next time they had another black dude, like, how come you don't read on beat like the other? <laughs> exactly. Uh, chapter one. Uh, boxes. Yeah, chapter exactly. one. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Read, you read like a white guy. Yeah, yeah. No rhythm, have an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pause that period. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. I was never trying to pause at a period. I was always trying to go through a period, yeah. and I was trying to go through like a comma. And then she's like, "You're supposed to stop there." And I was like, first off, you threw me off. All right. 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 Don't, don't interrupt my freestyle. Okay. But see, <laughs> I, I would, I would. Stall. What page? What? Because like, I Start hated that them? shit. Yeah. yeah. Back just to yeah. make noise, you know. Yeah. But see, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I grew up to be a grammar Nazi though. Yeah. Okay. Because I, but I've actually, I'm actually proud of that though because 
I've affected, I know, they'll never admit it, yeah. but I know that I've impacted my friends yeah. and the way that they write and the way that they spell yeah. and the punctuations that they use. Yeah. A couple of my homies back in the day, man, when we would text, you're talking about just a long run on sentence, no periods, no commas, <laughs> that's no nothing, right? That's because you have to press all the buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now over the years, man, I've noticed, bro, that through my fucking, their, my, me being a part of the text threads yeah. and, and me texting, I know for a fact that they've learned how to use commas and semicolons yeah. and hyphens. I know that they're using it because... I've basically taught them that. Yeah. And, and and it's through the text messages, and I'm not trying to take credit for yeah. it, but I am kind of taking credit for it. Because well, I'm to, like, good for you. You're fucking realizing, like, grammatic, being grammatically correct is useful. You right. need to text me then, because I'm not, like, the best when it comes. Like, I, I can, got you, bro. I, I, I have a lot of run-on sentences. I have, like, a lot of comments, like, oh, like, these are compound sentences right here and stuff. Because yeah. you said confidence comes from reading. I got confidence come from reading, but also my confidence originally came from math. because there it, Because everybody around me couldn't do math, and yes. I still feel like today a lot of people who uh, can't do do math who hate math Dude. i'm always just like no that's goodwill like, hunting over here yeah exactly yeah. basically Real basically time, like, bro. i see people's like math i'm like oh, what, you, what, you yeah, doing so right? what you doing right there is that oh, is, is I, that is and, that geometry and, I, like, and, I, and that's the thing i work construction now and i see motherfuckers that are good at what they do but they're hella illiterate yeah, yeah. they can't write but mathematically they good. got it yeah. yeah they say that math is god's language yeah and and there i do believe that there's some there's definitely some truth to that like there's been many different angles and many different um equations mm -hmm. and i might be using all the wrong terminology because i'm not a math guy no, you're saying it. But right. but you but you, you see how it, once it's broken down, there's almost like a like a divine a divine you know, language, a like divine broken. language yeah, there, yeah. right into it. And yeah. the the person that fucked me up because I hated math, and that's because my first grade teacher, Miss Rogers, I hope that bitch is rotting in hell right now. <laughs> she fucked me up mentally, okay. dog. She brought me up into the front of the class. So that's where you fell off, huh? That, math, bro. That's where the, I hated math my yeah. entire yeah. life because she fucking humiliated me. Mm. I was in first grade, and you're supposed to be six in first grade, but I was always a year younger, so I was five. Oh. I wasn't. <laughs> even mentally mature enough to take that <laughs> okay. type of stress yeah. but she brought me up to the front of the thing and she was like she she took a the question was how much is one quarter if if i have if i have a dollar mm -hmm. and she broke it down into four quadrants mm -hmm. and she was trying this bitch was trying to give me yeah. to do fractions yeah, exactly. five years yeah. old right yeah, five years old and she was like how much is one quarter mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there and i'm fucking sweating and shit yeah, and yeah. i'm like Ugh. i'm trying to count on my fingers like <laughs> everybody put your hands up <laughs> I'm, looking, yeah. I'm looking at my friends shout out my homie willie he tried to help me but he was he put up a three so that was the wrong <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong answer yeah, yeah. but he tried though he yeah, tried yeah, yeah. and bro this try fucking, this one yeah. he's like fast fast because he didn't really speak English fast yeah. 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 no gang signs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro and Miss Rogers was on my ass she must have been having a bad day man Damn. She, Probably, was like, she was like how much she was like Rodolfo <laughs> oh shit how much is one quarter Your Christian like, name you filthy bitch <laughs> and like and I was just I just remember fucking trembling and I was sweating yeah. and shit yeah. and I just gave up I just said I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And she was like, "Sit down." Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck." That's this the day bitch. I discovered tequila. <laughs> I just pulled it out from from my cubby. I'm like, "Man, this bitch is tripping." Man. I got your quarter right here. <laughs> got your quarter, fucking quarter pint, bitch. Yeah, bro. Oh, so that, that, she fucked me up. Yeah, no. And I feel like there's some people that are good at one thing. They're not absolutely good at the other thing. Yeah. And that's I, you know, I wasn't good at any of them. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you started a podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> For you, do you feel like because uh, you do radio and your comedy? Um, 
how, how, I don't know how to word this, but Go ahead. you're always on. Yeah. Like, do you ever get tired where you like, I want to take a month off of comedy and radio? Nah, you know, to be honest with you, man, uh, people people do ask me like similar questions to that. And, and even like people that, that aren't really interested in my radio life, they'll ask me about comedy and being on. This, this is one thing. One thing about me, dog, and I don't know if comics are being honest when they say this, but I've noticed that a lot of comics, I, I feel like it's like a running like a running joke no pun intended but it's like it's like a running joke to be like oh you know i don't like people uh i, I kind of like to stay away from people and it's 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 like this ongoing like that you're to be a comic you're supposed to have that attitude let me tell you something right now i i fuck with people exactly. i like people i yeah. like talking to people yeah. i like making small talk with fucking absolute strangers i don't even like small talk i like big talk mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah. if i meet you at a bar you can uh, frankie frankie always makes fun of me because of this because when we go to a bar or to a restaurant you know, I'll leave the comics behind because I, you know, we know yeah, each other. Yeah, like we've been yeah, talking yeah, to each other, yeah. we've been talking about the same shit. You know, right. so I'll leave the comics behind and I'll go meet somebody at the bar and I'll be like ten minutes into it, I'm chopping it up with them. Yeah. You know, so so to answer your question, I don't ever feel like I'm really on because this is just how I am, mm -hmm. and and I enjoy people. I fuck with strangers. I like talking to people that I've never met before. You know, so it doesn't, I, and I never feel the weight of having to be on because I I, I legitimately enjoy human beings. Human beings. Yeah. yeah. You're an extrovert. That's what that I'm a, is. I'm a extremely super extrovert. extrovert. I'm yeah. a super. But but one thing about one thing about like uh, enjoying other people though is that you do have to know how to enjoy your your time alone. There you go. I, yep. I mean, that that is that is a crucial element though yeah. because you can't really be good company unless you're good company to yourself. Yeah. You know that's why they say like somebody who says that oh nah I get bored easy well that's probably because you're a boring person. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying oh yeah. I don't like to do that because that's so boring. It's like well it's probably because you suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just have haven't figured it out yet, yeah. like how to yeah. be cool with with yourself and in, in, uh, in your alone time. So you take that attitude with other people, you know. But I spend a lot of time by myself, and and I legitimately enjoy it, you know. And, and it it doesn't necessarily feel like I, I need that time so I can like recharge for other people. Mm -hmm. It's just like you your know, your personality is perfect for this thing. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my personality fits in with the radio world, the comedy world. You're not you're not being like fake on stage and putting nah, bro. Act. That's all you. And I can tell that's honestly, dog. Yeah. That, that that might be legitimately one of the the things that i'm most proud of as my for myself uh, about myself as a comic is that when people tell me the way that you are on stage is exactly how you are off stage yeah. like like your personality the way that you carry yourself it's the same thing and honestly bro like to me that's the biggest compliment because th i feel like i'm being my my authentic self and you know what else can you ask for doug right what else can got, you ask for got another question i wanted to ask you go for it because um, you were kind of talking about this a little bit off camera, and I want yeah. to ask you, you're, you were like, you saw Sean a day before literally passed. Yeah, bro. I was, homie Sean Boyles. Sean Boyles, RIP to the homie Sean Boyles, man. Super unexpected, super tragic. Yeah. yeah. Um, something about when a, when a comic dies, um, there's a, a fraternal feeling yeah, that, yeah, I, that yeah. I think does exist, that maybe we don't acknowledge it very often, but the, the fact that we all go on stage and we try to make people laugh and we make, <clears throat> excuse me, and we make ourselves vulnerable. That creates a, a, a fraternity in, yeah. in in my in my mind. And I've had other when other comics have died in the past. You know, I've been doing this for 15 years now. And so when other comics have died in the past, even when I didn't know them very well, it brought a tear to my eye for that reason. Yeah. Right. Because I understand what this person was trying to do as an artist on many different occasions. You want to go on stage, you want to share your thoughts, you want to share your ideas, and you want to get a reaction out of people. And that takes fucking that takes some balls, man. Yeah. Because you make you make yourself vulnerable to 
strangers who are for sure going to judge you. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a tough thing to do, you know. So you, we do build a bond. And the thing about Sean is that, you know, I knew him better than um, most other comics that that I had seen come and go or pass away in, in, in the comedy world. So I was with this fool on Sunday night, um, the Sunday night before he passed over at the Branham Lounge. Branham Lounge San Jose. Yeah, in San Jose. So I think his, I actually... His last show. Yeah, I think I actually saw his last oh, show. No, second to last. And, and I, I followed him. I followed him. So I was up. It was him, and then it was me. Mm-hmm. And so I got to watch his last set, or his second to last set. Yeah. And then I had Ubered over <laughs> there, and I, uh, he, he caught wind that I Ubered, and he was like, dog, I'll give you a ride home. Oh, no way. So, bro, we took we went from San Jose, took 880. Mm-hmm. He took me back up to San Leandro. We were in the car together for like about 20, 25 minutes, yeah. chopping it up, just laughing about life, laughing about all the fucking, just commiserating, yeah. talking about all the shit that had gone wrong for us recently you know commiserating the way comics do you know what I mean but also laughing about it (laughs) so so I had a chance to just kind of talk to him about some personal stuff and just where he was in in life and um to be honest with you man like I'm honored that I even got an opportunity to do that because I didn't want to I never posted about it on social media I was shocked as everybody else when I found out that he that he died um, but I didn't want to jump to social media. What I did do, though, is I DM'd his mom to let him know that I was with him a couple of nights before. And I just wanted to, you know, obviously give her my condolences and, right. you know, thank her for, like, bringing this person into the world that we could enjoy, even if it was for a limited amount of time. And, you know, it'll be it'll be a fond memory for me for, forevermore <laughs> because that was the last time I got to see him. And it was very, yeah. very close to the end of his life. Do you remember last time you were here, he had just been on the same episode, like the same, like, right before? Yeah. Do you mind if I share that? Go ahead. Because I know we edited it. No, stuff go, out. go, go ahead. It's not that his passing kind of makes a little bit more. Well, because well, I want to share it with you something no, no. about that. A- absolutely, go for it. Do you remember? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay with no, you? No, it's, it's okay. totally okay with me. Because I, I did it for the right reasons. This was like uh, a, a, a few swigs of tequila in where you mentioned. It was like three beers. <laughs> we had him on and we were. Three beers we had, tequila? Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had a Rudy on and we were. Uh, I asked you if you were still on 94.7 The Game. Right. And then he's like, no, not at all. And it's like, well, because yesterday we had just been at a show the day before, a Sean Bowles show. It's like, he brought you up yeah. as a host. And you're like, yeah, that's because, you know, Sean doesn't know about fucking radio. Like, if it isn't <laughs> Japanese women <laughs> and, and dreadlocks, I wouldn't expect Sean to know. Yeah. Yeah. It was you a few shots in. Oh, you know? for sure. <laughs> but what, next, what I was unaware of, though, what I was unaware of is that he had just gone through a divorce. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so, so yeah. So yeah, you hit yeah. me up the day the episode came out. Yeah, asked us to edit that part out. I was like, "Bread, you don't mention wanna... the Japanese wife thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. if they were still together, it'd be fine." Yeah. Right, right, right. But they were they they had just gotten a divorce, yeah. and I'm, you know, I was completely unaware of how rough it was for him. Yeah, because like any man that goes through a divorce, bro, that's a fucking that that takes a toll on you. Right. By the way, he was fine with it. I'm just so you. Know. Oh, okay. <laughs> was he? Yeah, he thought it was funny. Okay, but before that. He hit me up. He's the first person to hit me up to say that episode was hilarious. It was oh, awesome. That's not, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to know that. <clears throat> I just didn't want to, bro, because it's just like there's some things where it's like if you're not aware of something. Yeah. Because here's the thing, though. I, I was definitely poking fun at him, but in my mind, I was aware of what I was doing. Yeah. Right. But then when I realized that I wasn't aware of what I was doing, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> now it's not really a joke yeah. the way that I intended it to be. Yeah. So whether I was drunk or not, you know, it, it, the fact that I had no idea what I was talking about. 
that made it more personal. So I was like, nah, bro, like, I don't want to disrespect my boy Sean. I, I would tell him this in person, but I feel like if I put it on a podcast and yeah, just yeah, blast yeah, it to yeah. the world, right, I don't right. know how he's going to respond yeah. to that. You he, know what I mean? So, yeah, he was cool with it. But yeah, I just I'm wanted glad to, to hear that, that man. There, man. Hey, we're close to the end, bro. Yeah. Thank you again for coming out. Like, Thank you guys okay. for having me, man. Let me run my mouth for an hour now. Do it again. Anytime, bro. Yeah. Whenever you need a pinch hitter, just holler at your boy, man. I'll come through. I asked you if you wanted to take over the voice party for me, and uh, you said yes. Yeah. Was nah, I drunk? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I said no, no at one let point. Me, let me tell you something, man. I, I would be I would be honored to ever be like a guest host if you ever need one, bro. Okay. I'd be honored. Damn. Yeah, bro. Real All right. Because you guys got a real fucking setup here. Fucking yeah. look. Phil's over here handling business. Sometimes. You know, and, and, and well, you know, <laughs> he looks like he's handling. He's got all the wires in his direction. So I, I always give that person. That's how America credit. works, baby. That's how <laughs> works, yeah, it's bro, okay. But, we can mute Jesus. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, any. Yeah. Any, 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 any uh, yeah, absolutely. We talked about it. Yeah, absolutely. For real. Yeah. For real. Um, anything you want to plug? Yeah. Um, obviously tonight, you know, I got a show tonight, but this isn't going to air. So. This isn't going to come out till 2024. Oh, shit. Well, fuck it then. <laughs> uh, January. January. Hopefully. January. January? No, wait. May. February. May or February? May. May. God damn. <laughs> Sorry. January or February? These are the January episodes. All right, January, okay, January episodes. episodes. Ooh, what I got going on? I mean, uh, I'll be in. This is for anybody who happens to be uh, around the country. Um, I'll be I'll be on the road I'll be on the road with, with Frankie Quinones, um, the one and only Frankie Quinones. And you said January, right? So January fourth through the sixth will be at the at Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. February second and February third will be in Fort Worth, Texas, and Dallas, Texas. And then February sixteenth and seventeenth will be at Cobb's uh, Comedy Club in San Francisco. Jeez. So anybody who hears this, uh, you can go to FrankieQuinones.com get tickets for that. I mean, I'll have I'll probably have my own stuff booked as well. So you can go to RudyOrtiz.com and check me out there. I just just don't have the dates available. What's your IG? Uh, at it's Rudy Ortiz. At it's Rudy yeah. Ortiz. It's Rudy Ortiz. That's my IG. And also check out the uh, Second Gift Project. It's a brand new page. It's less than a month old, but you know we're making some traction and people are actually participating. So shout out to everybody that's already donated books. Hopefully by the time that this airs, we'll have reached our goal of one thousand. One thousand books. books. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm a, get, you, so you, is there a link or anything that we can follow? Is it just a? Well, you go to the IG, IG. and you just check up the locations. I mentioned them a little bit earlier, um, so you can check up the locations for donations uh drop off spots or you could hit me up directly and i'll tell you where to mail them um okay. and i'll just have them mailed over to the radio station i'm gonna hook you up hook me up we'll talk, dog. We'll talk. whatever All right. you got bro anything you guys want to uh, any closing remarks no just any, thank you, any, rudy, co- any complaints yeah. I, I want rudy to do more acting i've told him Ooh, millions yeah, of times man oh yeah you did uh the uh, we've uh, done a couple of skits, kitchen man. spanish yeah. yeah no you got that natural talent man like, bro. likewise man yeah like get on that man if it's if that's something that you no, I, I, I definitely, I definitely would like to like dip into that a little bit more. I, I want to see your acting right now, bro. What do you want? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, give uh, me a scene. Um, <clears throat> give me a scene. Here's what a scene. Just happened? I'm late to work again, and you're okay. you're my boss. You really like me, but you have to fire me. Okay. <laughs> That's because you have to do that. <laughs> oh man, sorry, dude. I just uh, there's a lot of traffic and uh, my car had troubles. I had a flat tire. JD, you live around the corner. <laughs> I don't understand, but I, I like to have my car parked nearby. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I understand that you you want it your way, but that's the problem. You you want things your way all the time. You can't have it your way all the time. Okay, just because you work at Burger King doesn't mean you can have it your way. Time's just an illusion. Homeboy. Time is not an illusion. Time. <laughs> Is a frame of mind. Okay. And your mind is fucked up. <laughs> so I gotta tell you right now. 
I'll, I won't. It won't happen again. I no, promise. you know you're right. It won't happen again. You want to know why? Why? Because you're fucking fired <laughs> and seen. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's been the voice part. That's how, you, that's how you kick somebody out of the grill. You know? He asked you because he's got to fire somebody. So <laughs> <laughs> just go straight to it, bro. Just rip oh, the fucking bandaid off. It's fucked up. I had to, I had to fire someone. <laughs> Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Did it kind of go like this or? It was weird, bro. I I said, can you come off the ladder? And he didn't come off. And I just did it while he was in the ladder. <laughs> It's fucked up, dude. You so you had to look up at that fool? This motherfucker, you didn't even let the man be on solid <laughs> it, it just, it, it came out, bro. I, know, I think I was sad about Sean. I just didn't want to go through it. Oh, like, you know? man. <laughs> he just didn't want to climb the ladder. He's like, no, you come up here. <laughs> <laughs> then he just jumps off the ladder. And, and like, then we, like, gave him a hug somehow. <laughs> you fucking shake the ladder. You got to come down, bro. You hug his ankles? No, like, hey, good job, man. Good job. He went for a handshake, and I did the, you know. little bro hug. It came from up above. It wasn't my decision, you know? Damn. He just, he just, Literally up above. Yeah, Damn, right. you gave him the, the old the old severance package hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it easy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. man. Well, yeah, that was good. That was good acting. Bro. Hey, you know, I, I I do what I can, man. I've always wanted to fire somebody, so I really <laughs> I, I, was, I was really pulling from a sincere place. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's been the voice party, and we're out. Yes, sir. And scene.